Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Dr. Homebrew, we're live in the studio in Concord, trying not to cough up our insights. Yeah, AQI 250 approximate. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. I was trying to, I was trying to check the uh, the air quality. What the hell just happened? It's I, really, really, really bad. Yeah, that's, well, that's the, the website's down. Yeah, the website's been down a lot of the day today. actually. Yeah, mm. it's... Uh, Too many people checking because they care about their lungs. That's true. Nicole is in here yelling at Eric. You got to shut the outside bar down. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. There's like people hanging out on the patio because they're dumb. They'll do whatever they want, man. This is America. They're all they're all adults. <laughs> it's uh, 197 in Concord. Apparently, Bev is uh, oh, holding up her phone. That's improved significantly since we started recording this evening. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, Congratulations, we, Concord. You might uh, not choke when we go back outside. That's true. Maybe. Not if we can help it. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, okay. On Today on the show, we have uh, Cody on the phone. We're going to call him up in just a sec. And then we have Gabe and Ryan in the studio. I like the local boys coming in and uh, dropping some beers off and hanging out. Apparently, there's like a thousand people out there. They're all with Gabe and hanging Ryan. Hanging out with these guys. Yeah. You guys brewed this together, whatever we're going to taste? Because they're so popular. Yeah, we did uh, last November. Nice. Okay, last November. Wow. Thoroughly <laughs> aged. I don't even know who I am. Do you? <laughs> know who you are? No. Nicole breaks out her radio voice here every time we start, and then it slips into the regular and Nicole like, voice as we go. <laughs> USA up all night with Nicole Ernie. Oh. Uh, Nicole and Brian, of course, is always. All right. Not as always, yeah, but uh, this time. It's like, whatever, it's fine. Whatever, it's Nicole and Brian. No Brian uh, squared this nobody, time. Nobody cares. Uh, <clears throat> pretty much. <laughs> this is how it goes. That's the, welcome to the Brewing Network and call. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> heard anything about the Brewing Network, but nobody cares about you when you're on the show. Oh, the caffeine's kicking in, guys. <laughs> I told you. Nicole just heard the word caffeine. She's like, they gave, "Oh God." They gave me coffee beer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be up till this, Christmas. This, yeah, this is gonna be a fun show. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> Trying to get uh, Cody on the line here. Cody, are oh, you there? We are not available now. Please leave Hi, Cody. Cody, Cody has a really good radio voice. That's a great voice. <laughs> Nicole, oh. leave a message. Yeah. Hey, Cody. This is Dr. Homebrew. Um, we were here to talk to you about your beer. Hi, Cody. Hi. We really need to talk to you about your results. Jesus Christ. We need you to call us back yeah. at your convenience. Thank you. Uh, with a triple identif- identification verification to make sure that you are actually... Whom do you say you are? We had an unusual lab result. <laughs> we need to make sure you didn't switch your urine sample with that of a monkey. All right, well. We didn't whatever. drink no urine sample, did we, Brian? <laughs> I hope not. That's I'm not actually. Drink, I'm not trying to drink some monkey urine sample. <laughs> Let me 
Thank you. Sad. It's funny you mention that. Ashton Kutcher, come in, please, and punk her ass. Is that show still on? I don't think I don't, so. I don't, I, don't think so. I don't know. All right. Well, Ashton has better things to do now. Does he? Not Demi Moore. <laughs> uh, Not anymore. Brian, why don't you go ahead and start with Cody's uh, Hellas? We're going to drink a Hellas today. Okay, let's open and, this thing. And uh, if he calls me back, I'll put him on the phone. And if not, then I won't do that. Okay. Cody, we're opening your sample. But I do like uh, hell, uh, drinking Hellas beers. I think that uh, it's a very hard style to do, especially as a home brewer. I mean, if you just think of the amount of commercial Hellas that are out there that are terrible. Uh, you know, and these are people who get paid to do it. So, as a home brewer, you do it for free. It's probably pretty hard. All right. Okay. Coming into the aroma, I'm getting a pleasant, low, grainy, lightly bready malt in there. Um, floral hops, uh, kind of low, fairly fresh smelling actually to me. Other than you know, it's, um, the you know the the malt the way it's expressing itself is a little. Maybe a little honey-like on the edge, but not not terrible. Uh, getting a um, you know the sulfury elements of the beer are kind of low and in check. Uh, no obvious esters. It seems like it was cleanly lagered. Uh, had a faint uh, faint kind of freeness in, in there, um, just, but it seems pretty clean. No DMS, no dias at all. Um, I like you know the appearance. It's it's brilliantly clear. Has a nice. Um, Really nice clarity to it, uh, as you should have with one of these. Uh, color-wise, it's it's a kind of a yellow to slight grayish light gold. It's a you know it's a yellowy kind of grayish gold color. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it looks almost pink when you look at it in a way. In a way, I think you mean grayish. Grayish. It's grayish. There we the go. Color of the year? No, it's not. Um, it should had be a low white head that faded very soon after pouring. So. Uh, not to point for for head retention, but mostly fine bubbles. It seems you know, well formed head just drops real quick. It starts pretty low. Yeah. Uh, Flavor wise, nice uh, pills malt expresses itself with kind of a mineral minerally quality to me though that just kind of distracts somewhat. Um, well, we got Cody on the line. Cody. Hey. Hey. Good evening. What's up, hey. dude? Sorry, hey, missed, sorry, I missed your call. That's all right. You have a, you may or may not have a voicemail. You may or may not have a lab <laughs> result from your doctor. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we'll let Brian finish, and then we'll uh, we'll get to you and all about the beer, and then we'll let Nicole go in. Great, yeah. So oh, just cool. hang on, Cody. Chill out. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. Um, yeah, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, good, Brian. Flavor wise, uh, you know the pills malt's coming across kind of a, min- a little minerally quality to it. That kind of distracts me a little bit. Uh, it comes across just a bit hmm. watery. It's kind of it's light. It, it's a light beer. It shouldn't be a heavy, big, huge beer. It's like even lighter than for the style. Um, uh, just a little, little watery. Finishes very dry. Just a little too kind of crisp for the style. You want that soft, bready, you know, uh, base malt, the the pills malt to come across um, a little more freshly, I guess. And that, and in that sense, it's kind of got a coming in, creeping in with a light kind of very light papery note. So like uh, a little oxidation there. Um, the bitterness is uh, very restrained. That's nice. The balance is even. I would say malt to the hops um, in the kind of main, you know, middle palate. But uh, it's very dry. And then as it finishes and it dries off the palate, uh, the hops do kind of linger into the aftertaste. Is what I got with that. So I wouldn't say that the hops are excessively high, but they 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 kind of just oh, they 
it was seemed even, and then they just kind of slightly win there. Um, but it's not like, oh, this is a big hoppy American version of a Hellas. It's not, not anywhere near that kind of territory. Hmm. Body-wise, uh, it's it's a little, maybe a little too light-bodied. Uh, it should be, you know, reasonably light, but it's it's even just kind of like like light American lager light almost. It seems on the low side for 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 body. Yeah, I get that. I get um, that. The, the carbonation is pretty low, but it's still like a little. You know, the crispness makes it feel a little not biting necessarily, but it has a little edge to it. It should just be a little bit softer than that on the feel. No warmth or astringency really. It's not very creamy. It's just um, yeah, a little kind of crisp. Light, light beer. Overall, it's just a, it seems like a nicely brewed recipe. I think that with a beer like this, there's not much to hide behind. So the fact that you brewed it without any big flaws uh, in there is uh, is fantastic. Um, you know, great job keeping those out. Um, it might I think it might be a, a cause to to work on the water in this? Um, you know, maybe use something with a little less mineral. Well, Sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that was actually the one when I get yeah when I get uh, was going to talk about my uh, my points that I had. The water I knew was a little screwy. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one thing oh, I knew I wanted to bring. Yeah, up. I'm I'm, t- I'm tasting the water and I, I shouldn't. You know, it should just be just taste the yeah. The, the minerality what's, is what's, pretty prominent. What's the Olympia uh, slogan? It's the water, man. It's the water, it's the water man. It's the water. <laughs> that shit's the water. So yeah, um, and then just that light, the light oxidation that's creeping creeping in. It could be if you're drinking it from a keg, it's just fine. And the the bottle sample is getting a little little papery. These beers aren't going to travel well, but you know, it seems I think it's pretty fresh. So I don't know, uh, and how long ago it was brewed, but you just want to reduce um, oxygen contact and. Um, yeah, or Cody actually lives next door, so it doesn't he does. Really, yeah, okay, so. come on over, yeah, Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got, we're having pretty a party. close, I think, or pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a party here. Yeah, you don't want to come into the smoke here. Um, yeah, I gave it like a thirty-two. I thought it was a pretty decent beer, but it's just like a little like a thirty-two or a thirty-two. I gave it a, yeah, I gave it a thirty-two. It's like a very good thirty-two because he's from like California. Well, I'm thinking about it now, and it's like there's not really much avocado. like wrong with it. So <laughs> like it was I decided that, bad. that I was gonna. We should you know, do a score sheet like that. So like okay, like, it was like, like pretty good. the smell yeah. was like kind of good and stuff. How do I get to your house? Do I drive down the five and then go on the like turned by Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> Sorry, you gave it a 32, you said? Yeah. Like a 32? 32. Okay. All um, right, fair it's enough. It's a very good beer. Yeah, I agree. All right, Nicole, go ahead. I had some slightly different observations than Brian. Um, most notably, uh, I'm known for being hypersensitive to acetaldehyde, so I pick it up at low threshold. Whether it's there or not. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I assure you. Uh, there's there's a there's a low-level acetaldehyde aroma. Um, it was interesting about it is that it blends really well into the kind of faint hop aroma that's present. But for me, I didn't like being able to smell hop aroma in a Hellas. I, 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 that's not what I'm looking for when I'm drinking Hellas. I'm looking for a shrine to Pilsner malt. That's what I'm looking for. Um, there's also a light sulfur tone that's very faint um, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, really detracting a lot from the overall aroma. Uh, so even though you can just barely detect and identify that sulfur character, uh, it's uh, having a big impact on the flavor. Is it like a DMS? It's not like a like an H2S or anything like that. Um, it, I, think it's a, it's a I think it's an H2S, but it's, mm. uh, there's a... 
there's also a sli- I picked up a slight DMS where Brian yeah. didn't. Um, it's not prominent. It's kind of what you expect in a Pilsner malt driven beer. I didn't really dock yeah. any points for like the low level of DMS okay. that I detected. Um, there was also uh, in that kind of hop aroma, I detected a like slight woodsy character. Um, I think that's coming from maybe hops that are a little past their prime. Uh, that are it, it's kind of a beta damascenone, so it's kind of like that red wine berry. I love that branches. Band. Like it's you know beta damascenone tastes like a lot of different things. Mastodon? What? In different (laughs) contexts. It does kind of smell like oxidized Merlot. I don't know why. But now that you said that. Like a branchy thing or like a... Yeah. uh, It's very Hmm. faint. But the the thing with... I meant to preface everything. The thing about Hellas... (laughs) I'm on drugs. and (laughs) (laughs) The thing about Hellas is like, you know... It's like... uh, Oh, that's really not a good example. Let me... There's nothing to hide behind, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. wearing a very skimpy bathing suit on the beach. Like, mm-hmm. if you have anything that you'd rather people not know about, well, too bad. You know, <laughs> okay. You're wearing a skimpy white bathing suit on the beach. That's what Immunicalis is. Like, okay. if it's not perfect, those imperfections are very, very visible. You right. know? Hey, there's the, nowhere the water's to cold. Be, j- be kind. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, so that, the beer also came out a little warm when we first judged it, too. It so that was another warm, thing about so, it was a little challenging to judge it. Those imperfections definitely, you know, came out more. Um, the uh, Let's see. Um, I agree with Brian about like you know like kind of like the nice like bready aromas. Although I did note that like the because of the slight acetaldehyde that was there, there's like a little bit of extra yeastiness going on along with that minerality. Like there's kind of like more like Wonder Bread, less you know baguette, which you okay. want more like cracker, graham cracker, baguette, not so much yeasty store bread. You okay. know because uh, that that's that smell of those store breads is that like there's hella yeast in those you know yeah <laughs> um, uh, let's see I thought the color was a little dark for Hellas um, which is pretty picky well, I'll be honest but um, the bitterness was also a little more apparent than I wanted to like I don't really want to notice the bitterness in Hellas I, you know I it's it's a very narrow beer style very narrow parameters and it you know it should be just Here's Pilsner malt. Here's what it tastes like, you know, mm-hmm. in a really clean context. Um, oh, I was thinking that the beer might be a little long in the tooth. Like, I was getting a little bit of, like, leaning towards caramel and some of the, the malt flavors. So I was kind of wondering about that. Um, I noted that, like, this is a, there is some graham cracker and, and crackery pills malt character, but uh, like that little bit of GMS, that little bit of acetaldehyde, a little bit of sulfur character, it's kind of obstructing the view, if you know what I mean. Like, I can see the, the good beer, but there's a uh, hazy, haze in the right? Way. Yes, there you go. Uh, yeah. uh, right back at you. Funny, funny thing. <laughs> funny thing. Um, what was really funny is that it reminded me a lot of like Kona Longboard Longer, you know, like it. Huh. Had like, you know, which is that beer, like this one, is a little more aggressive than Hella's. There's a little more bitterness. Um, there's a little more flavor. And there are some, you know, usually when we get that beer around here with a couple months on it, you, you taste a little Estella, you taste a little DMS, and some of the flavors aren't as good as, you know, if you get to go to Hawaii and drink it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Those are my notes. Where'd you land? Ah. 
31. We were close, yeah. Yeah. All right, not too bad. Two different directions to get there, I guess. Yeah, a little, hmm. a little bit, but not far. I mean, like you know, all, like I said, like all the things that both Bright and I noticed are, are subtle. This is a very subtle beer style, and you get these like faint impressions of these different yeah. things. Um, and it's weird, yeah. You know, when you when you say you're talking about the the sulfury, and I say no DMS, it's like oh, I didn't get the big like cooked corn thing in it. But there is, you know, I mentioned there is the sulfury element there. It's but it's low and in check. It's not out of line for a lager but do you kind of agree nicole with kind of the, just the general dryness of the beer being a little too much i'm okay with the beer being dry. oh here's what i want here's the other thing i wanted yeah. to say i couldn't read my own handwriting so um <laughs> the uh there's a, one of the issues with this beer is that the ph seems a little bit too low uh so it seems uh that that low ph is kind of contributing to that uh Right, definitely contributing to that minerality character, and it's definitely when you have a lower pH, you push out volatiles a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So you're going to notice sulfur more. You're going to notice DMS more um, because you you have this uh, more uh, you know acidic environment or whatever. Yeah, like there's more opportunity uh, for things to escape. Interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, low, low pH can really, really change the profile of, of a beverage, um, and I think that's you know that that could both be caused by inappropriate water chemistry, and then also it's accentuating in turn like no us noticing that water yeah. chemistry is also causing that like watery thinness. So I'm not saying it's sour. I'm not saying it's no. contaminated. I'm yeah. saying that the pH is too low. Right. And there's other things like that, okay. too. When you just get a beer that's super either highly carbonated or just way too low carbonated, it changes the overall impression of the beer so much you can't ignore it. It's just like, wow, that's that's just an inherent part of the beer that make, drives this or pulls back from this, you know? So acidity's kind of, yeah, in a different way, does does kind of the same thing. Cody, how you doing? You all right? Excellent. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I started <laughs> off with a, a liter of this beer, so I'm out in the garage drinking it by the kegerator. So regardless of... <laughs> What you guys is what you guys told me. I would be uh, drunk enough to handle the blows. Hell yeah! Or oh. or enjoy the uh, you know the the glory, the sweet taste. Um, of actually, no. All the all the points they touched on, I couldn't agree more. And I'm glad. Um, well, I'm You're glad you guys that, that touched on the water because that was definitely the first thing I noticed um, yeah. with this batch of this recipe. Um, so what what do you guys do? You guys want like uh, the the recipe? Yeah. Do it up. What, Tell what us can about I the give water you? First. I guess let's start. Yeah, I'll start with um, the malt, Bill. Actually, I have Fine. to come clean. I, I ripped off Chad's Hellas. Yeah, okay. um, That's a good so it's 93% Hills, 5% Light Munich, 1% Melanoidin, and 1% Biscuit. Okay. Um, right. I, I lowered the, the original gravity from whatever Chad had, so I purposely only made it about 10.5 Play-Doh and finishing at about 2 Play-Doh. So it is it is out of style, I think. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. For that, for I know, or yeah, I know it's out of style for at least the the you know the ABV is only four and a half. And you almost go to like light American lager or something. <laughs> yeah, ex- so yeah. so it's, the uh, the tagline that I I went with when I I I won a competition with this recipe last year, but the tagline I went with is beer flavored beer, <laughs> and uh, that that resonated with a lot of people. But no, it, that's kind of what I was going for is. Is yeah. uh, you know the the taste of 
like the first taste you have as a, a beer as a kid is, you know, you, or at least for my generation and yeah. probably you guys was, it was a light American lager. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you taste it as a kid, it's, it's got really strong flavors, even though it's a light beer, but yeah. those flavors are That's pronounced, you know, as a child. So I'm kind of shooting, was shooting in that direction. So I'm, I'm glad uh, Nicole said, uh, was it longboard lager? That's kind of funny. <laughs> if it needed, yeah, it, it, I, yeah. I, Can you use more I grew up, you know, drinking my dad's beer and that was, Red Dog and Henry Weinhards and MGD and Jesus Christ. Yeah, how old are you? Like fourteen? Then I I'm, I drink 20, Red 29. Dog. Twenty nine. Yeah, okay. Oh shit. That's uh-huh. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a young. I'm a youngin. Yeah. Oh, I'm an old soul though. Yeah, okay. That's what we used to call micro brews. You know. Shut up, you're not that old. What about the hops? You want to throw the hops in the recipe there too, just cause. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Nicole also mentioned that it had a woody, woodsy flavor, and mm-hmm. as Brian mentioned too, that it was kind of stronger on the hop, uh, just hops in general. Um, so it was bittering its uh, nugget, so totally <laughs> off, you know, out of character. And okay. total IBU, I think I calculated about 20, uh, but nugget for bittering, um, about 10 grams, and then Sarah Brianca which was kind of a random, I got on a hop sale, I'll come clean. And I, I totally <laughs> agree, it probably was really old, too, when I got it, because it was, you know, like five bucks sales. a pound. Uh, what but, what um, were the, uh, the hops that uh, Bill and Sarah used in the last show? Was that the same? It sounds very similar. Yeah, no, I, I forgot it was, yeah. I think it's a, a Russian noble hop is what I was uh, Wow. Uh, Wow! In this in this in this social climate, <laughs> use Russian hops. Terrible. You think Cilia? Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was a half a half ounce, fifteen grams at ten minutes in the boil. Okay, that's really brave using like unknown sale hops as your <laughs> like, charge. I got it. Yeah, I, I have you know, I'll, I, I took some chances. <laughs> that, that's actually, for what it's worth, that's that's what I won the uh, the competition with. It could have turned out a lot worse, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you just never could have just been like, Balugies. Well, how how old is the beer? Um, how long has it been around? <clears throat> so this batch I brewed on actually almost two months ago okay. tomorrow, uh, yeah, 9 or good. September 16th. All right. And then it has been, uh, I guess, lagering for... Since uh, October first, that's pretty yeah. good. So yeah, I would have preferred old, it old. if it was brewed next week and then you shipped it back <laughs> back in time yeah. to us. In but time. back in time, you know what are you going to do? <laughs> um, so the water, yeah, I yeah. I will admit that was what I was I was going to come clean after you guys judged it, but you guys totally picked it out. Um, <laughs> I made the cardinal rule of fucking with water when I have no testing material. So oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Why? There you go. <laughs> Why? I know, right? Well, so I started with um, adding some lactic acid because oh, on these lighter no. beers. <laughs> and I, well, I noticed I noticed uh, sparging. I was getting astringency in the in the later sparges. I batch sparge. So on the, on the last sparge, I was you know it was you know running clear and it was had a noticeable astringency and um, trying to lower the pH to avoid that I added a smidge of lactic acid and obviously a smidge is not a but you added it to the word that you collected or 
I'm sorry. You added I added it, to it the into the sparge water. To the sparge water. Okay. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before yeah. I before I yeah, yeah, put it over the grain. I mean, but with with some beers, but yeah, I don't go too yeah. heavy with it with a beer like this. Yeah, a little a little bit goes a long way, man. So, yeah. So then I, I noticed that obviously I I I, my, I picked up on it in the taste, and I maybe a, a couple of days before I bottled it and sent it off um, to Jason, I tried to amend that problem Uh-oh. uh with some <laughs> oh god with some, into the bottle with, before with I some baking it. soda actually oh, and it, no. so in the glass this is what i was experimenting with in the glass i've noticed you know um a little baking soda i think maybe you can that. correct me but the um higher ph kind of expresses malt more and lower ph expresses kind of hops uh-huh is that is that correct or either way i noticed it was a little so a little tart and I, yeah, I alleviated that yeah, with well, the big soda. I'm sorry, Nicole. You're not going to take it totally away. And then baking soda gives a really, that really explains kind of that, like Is that that minerally flavor that you guys are picking up? Feel? Carbonate. Yeah. So just... Evian water is my least favorite thing on the planet. Like if I was dying of thirst, I would hide. And the only thing <laughs> that was left is a bottle of Evian. I would think about it for a Keep second. crawling <laughs> down the desert. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Because it gives that like weird slickness, and there's like a there's a hmm. there's a taste like. What's your favorite bottle of water? Let's my get favorite, into that. What's my favorite yeah, bottle let's water? unpack that. Yeah, okay. she I'm, drinks I'm so artisan bottled water. I do, I do like smart water. Like when I'm smart water is good, dude. When I'm super hungover and I don't want to put anything in my body. Like that's one uh, that or like what's that other one? That, it's so fucking pretentious. Essentia, yeah, that one's good. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, I know. So yeah. he he fixed it with baking soda. I mean, uh, I, it, it sounds like a last minute water hack kind of worked out, and it it was noticeably uh, more tart, more acidic. What? Like I actually the first on my first taste of the batch, I almost thought like, oh shit, I've you know got some sort of acidic. And, you know, then I look back at my notes like, well, no, I didn't taste that anywhere, yeah. you know, well, if it down the line. But once it was... No amount of once baking it soda would take it away. Yeah. It, would still okay. have a, it would still have that organic acetic mm. aroma. It just wouldn't be as sour. Like, right. by adding baking okay. soda, you can't, you can't change what organic chemicals are there. You can only change the pH. So the, okay. the lower pH was making it tart, not sour, right? Is that kind of the differentiation? It was making it acidic, but and not. It was making acidic, but sour-like flavors. Yeah. It sounds like there's a taste of lactic huh. acid regarding, mm. or regardless of the pH. Then, right? No, no, or, no. I don't get any lactic. Can, I don't get any lactic acid. Aroma. But do you get baking soda? It doesn't taste like a well, that, sour. That, that's huh. Does so it? then there might you think there is an acidic no, contamination? No no no. No, I, no, 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 there's no contamination. It's just oh, okay. really low pH. Okay, okay. There's a lot of minerals here can, now from all, everything yeah. that's been added. You hmm. can have a low pH or something that's highly acidic without having lactic or acetic acid, which are pro- biological products, right? Those hmm. things come from bacteria um, that produce them. and From Gaia or the Mother Earth. And, uh, they, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, uh, you know, they have... An aroma aspect to them. These are organic, not in the hippie sense, but mm-hmm. in the like chemical sense, right? Uh, compounds, uh, and um, the the low pH, um, you know, that came from that pure lactic acid that you put in. Um, you know, it, it's it's 
doesn't have like the associated, you know, like characteristics that you would get from lactobacillus or pediococcus or some other lactic acid producing bacteria. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. This, yeah, I, I, I've, well, I've tasted contaminated, you know, sour beer. Yeah. And yeah, there's definitely some more flavors going on. Than Cody, you're uh, home, of course you have. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any questions uh, for uh, the crew before I let you go? Any, anything? Um, I do. Let me. Um, so I was um, noticing you guys t- uh, mentioned it. It tasted watery, and and I'm sure that has a lot to do with the water, as we were just talking about. But um, for these small beers, I. Uh, hit a fairly high efficiency on uh, mash or extraction efficiency, and I remember Brew Strong or whatever in the past stating that on lower alcohol beers, and I guess just any beer, you the um, the first runnings are of higher quality. And I'm wondering if I'm by brewing these small beers and getting really high uh, efficiency or extraction efficiency, am I? Am I? Is that a detriment to these beers? Hmm. You know, should I should I almost lower my efficiency and add more grain, or is that mm-hmm. just pointless? Fuck, I don't know. If you add, to, yeah, I mean, uh, if you what's try the to meaning pull- of life, JP? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting idea. I mean, this this beer is a shrine to Pilsner Malt, and you want a lot of that flavor to get in there. Well. And it's like, how much more expensive is it going to make your beer, right? Like, I mean, if right. no, efficiency true. at the end of the day is about part, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it, but part of it is about economy. As a home brewer, you really don't have to worry about that because that extra half a pound of grain is not going to really make a difference in your batch price. Yeah. You said your batch price? Sure. It was or, almost yeah. more so just, I guess, with the, the, uh, the crush I was getting. I, I brewed this once before and I got really... Uh, too high efficiency for the uh, uh, the alcohol and the you know original gravity I was shooting for, and I actually diluted it um, one time. I'd made it. I, I added water post boil huh. to get to my Do you recall, was that uh, one target, the, the target original gravity. Or? Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold no. on. So not not for this batch. That was in the past. So, I yeah. But you said so. Okay. This this batch, I, I purposely lowered the base malt because you know uh, accounting for my high efficiency, I suppose. So. You just said that you added lactic acid to the sparge water this time because you'd had astringency issues in the past. Yeah? Correct. But you also well, I, you also yeah. just told me that you've had or us that you've had too high extraction in the past. Because of leading possibly, to the astringency or oh, leading to so over over yeah too much your, sugar right yeah, your astringency issue is probably has nothing to do with the acidity of your sparge water it probably has to do with your crush just pulling too much out of the malt and you get more of the husk component yeah so th- something that's really tough for for when we're homebrewing because it's a hobby and we just want to make the best beer we can we change too many things at the same time I think you change too mm-hmm. many things at the same time you probably would have fixed your stringency issue just by reducing the crush on your grain uh, and maybe you don't really need to, to mess with your water I mean get pull your water report find out maybe you do need to mess with your water a little bit um, but uh, it, maybe you fix that stringency issue because I didn't get any stringency in this beer did you Brian? no um, maybe, I didn't either. Thanks for asking. Yeah. No, Who cares, JP? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you fixed That's your. True. Maybe you fixed your astringency issue um, just by reducing that that uh, that crush. So it's like okay. an over an over fix by changing two things. Like 
Fixed one problem, but but caused another. Uh, caused another. <laughs> Way to go, Cody! Thanks for testing us here too, bro. This is I like this to overcompensate. <laughs> um, so another another question. I I I've, um. Does Cody? I was wondering how to increase uh, the lacing or the head retention on this beer. Mm. You know, is there a, is there a kind of a cheat? Is there a quick fix? I, what I used to do is, uh, like, get a commercial beer, and I would take all of the, the foam off top of that and then b- put that <laughs> in the bottle when I bottled. And that seems to work pretty well for me. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, someone answer. I'm, my brain worms are hurting. We're all on smoke brain here. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's protein, the kind of, you know, medium chain proteins or, you know, if you – I don't know if you're, you're not you're you're not probably doing a, a, a too many weird step mash rests along the way, and you know the, the malts that we get are already modified. You're going to do too much. You're going to pull out some of those proteins by uh, away from you know there and reduce them down to smaller chain proteins, which are going to break down more quickly. But yeah, make sure your mash ups um, are on point, basically. Yeah, yeah. To decipher what Brian just said. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. I'm rambling. Uh, yeah, for this beer, I'd just do a. I don't want to say you know, just throw in a, a on, few ounces of wheat, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Go no. ahead, Cody. I mean, what were you saying? Do stuff like a little, a little, little additional trick, carafoam yeah. and you know Carafone. whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh? If you uh, really, if yeah, I just mentioned that I had done a single. Or for this beer, I only do a uh, single infusion. Um, pretty low, be like one fifty. It could also be a pH issue. The acidity. Yeah. Okay. Low, low yeah. pH is gonna kill your head, bro. Mm-hmm. Get an Oh my dude. god! There you go. Cost two um, problems. Hey. So, so what would you recommend? I mean, Nicole said pull the water report. I, I, I live in Petaluma, and I don't know how much that changes over the year. What do you? Uh, is there any so you, anything you can recommend to test find, my water find at out home? If or, you're on the same, plug, uh, plug your product, JP. <laughs> don't you have a library for dude, this? That's it. Uh, well, I did on the last show, but uh, yeah. yeah, get an idea. Oh. <laughs> dude. Say, then you'll know. Yeah, go but, to Windsor and ask a guy called Vinny at Russian mm-hmm. River. I mean, yeah, you live, you live <laughs> yeah. in Petaluma. There's some major breweries in your area. Like, make friends. Find good po- out, yeah, good point. I yeah. mean, find out if you're on the same water, uh, water uh, in the water, same Source. water system. Yeah. Same water, water source, yeah. same water source as uh, municipal water sources, Lagunitas or, or Hen House, and ask them, like, what's your water like? Because they, they're testing their water all the time because yeah. they have a lot of bucks riding on their, you know, that consistent mm-hmm. water. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Or right start with RO and build up. You always do that. Okay. You guys have hard water yeah. up there, so it can yeah. be tricky. <laughs> Uh, that reminds me, I got to pat myself on the back here a little bit for that competition oh, I uh, won one last year with this recipe. The prize was I got to brew this this recipe at um, at 101 Brewery, which is across the street oh, from Lagunitas. Yeah. They're kind of in the the Maker District, but hey, uh, Lagunitas had a hand in that. They actually saved the day by lending uh, Joel some some lager yeast because whatever yeast he had ordered didn't show up in time. <laughs> oh, geez. So, yeah, Lagunitas did play, at least in the commercial batch of version of this, they they helped me <laughs> make so this the, beer. Yeah. Heineken likes to do that shit, I guess. Did the yeah, yeah. Guys, did they good. call it beer-flavored beer? Was it the name of it? Or what did they call it? No, no. It was, oh, oh the <laughs> name of the beer. I don't think it's, so the name of this beer is uh, Dostelosche, which, which means I hate it. thirst quencher in German. Yeah. 
I would never order. Or, uh, <laughs> or douche lager. Douche lager is the colloquial name. That I would yeah. order. I would order douche lager. I if it's spelled like douche and lager, lager that I would order. It's absolutely yeah. spelled like douche. Yeah. You know, the, the, the tagline for my brewery is uh, beer for snobs and slobs. So. Ah, <laughs> shit. I'm we like your it. style, Cody. All right, Cody. Uh, thanks, well, guys. thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll let you go, uh, I don't know, do uh, yeah. default on your Try to breathe and, easy. I don't, know, I don't know what millennials and, do. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for coming on. Send us some more beer sometime. Work on this. I will. Oh, yeah, wait. One more uh, question. That reminds me. Uh, oh what's the wait time to get on the show again, and how, how does one do that? You're not allowed on the on show again for another show. year. You, Email you just, Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, uh, We'd love you. to have another one of your beers. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Nicole. Hey, also, yeah. Nicole, I've, I met you once in, uh, was it Herlinda's, Herlinda Harris's, uh, yeah. Harris's class? Yeah, you came and... And did a talk, I think, last year. It's that was cool. State, and uh, yeah. I'm 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 honored you got to taste my beer. But also, anything else you want to say? Next time Cody? I'll do better. I'll you get need... a, I'll get a water test kit. Yeah. You want to tell us about your day? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Cheers. All right. Good night, guys. All right. Later. That's uh, Christ. I'm trying to get off the phone. He's a character. I well, like Cody. So did I tell you? You want to go? Okay. Hmm. So, JP's got the second show blues over here. I, I'm just ready to go home. It's well, it's ten sixteen, so and I still have to sit here for another forty five minutes and edit the show. And we still have another show, to, so like just I just, tomorrow. I, just gotta, I have to come all the way out here tomorrow. I'm not trying to do that shit. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break real fast, and we're gonna talk to Gabe and Ryan, who are in studio and hopefully don't have a whole lot of shit to say. This is Doctor Homebrew. We'll be right back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star treatment today.
Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Back to the examination. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Before we get to uh, the beers that we have in the studio, I want to remind you guys, if you want to renew your AHA membership, you should do it now because you're getting two free books. Ooh. Wild Brews and Farmhouse Ales. Go to uh, the American Homebrew Association website or the, click the web banner on our site. Um, if you go to the American Homebrew Association site, enter BN2018 is the promo code, and you'll get your books. And you'll get a rad membership to a rad, uh, a rad organization that's definitely helping us out. And uh, mm. Because uh, whether you want to believe it or not, there's still a bunch of home brewing and uh, just drinking laws in general that need changing. So, renew your vows with them, man. And then you get to go to HomebrewCon too. That's true. You get, you get to enter HomebrewCon too. Yeah. By the way, so that'll be cool. All right, Gabe and Ryan are in the studio. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. And uh, you guys are a homebrewing duo, or do you guys just just collaborate on this one? Just the one-time collab. Just the one-time? No, homebrewing yeah. duo. Can we just, home like, roll with that? Like, yeah. This is improv. Yeah, yes, we've been and... a homebrewing duo since we started, right? Yeah. Which one of you is Robin, <laughs> and which one is Batman? Yeah, Ryan's like, I don't care, dude. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Batman, dude. <laughs> um, how long have you guys been homebrewing? Uh, it's been eight years for me. Okay. Yeah, Ryan? Uh, probably three years. Three years? Okay. Still a little baby. Yeah, a homebrewing cool. baby. Cool All right. Uh, That's cool. You guys are in the same homebrew club, or how did you collaborate on this beard? You guys, uh, uh, This is the guy that got me into it, right? So okay. um, I, I actually studied chemical engineering in college, so... Match mm. biosystems, oh. right? Like, that's, You're that's smarter my than us. Better. <laughs> yeah. um, always loved beer, but uh, this guy kind of, you know, that hobby, uh, and, and one of the guys we got out in the bar right now, uh, them two kind of got me into it, so... yeah. Knowledge transfer, awesome. yeah. So, like biochemists and like you know engineers and stuff, they make some of the best beers. They really do, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's all about process. Uh, so, tell me about this beer uh, that you guys brewed together. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> uh, we wanted to make kind of a bigger porter, mm-hmm. uh, based it on uh, Deschutes uh, Black Butte. Okay. Uh, kind of bumped that up. Uh, my dad gave me some cocoa nib syrup uh, from More Beer, so I figured I'd. Try huh. that out. Okay. All and right. um, have had good success with coffee beers in the past and kind of turned it up to 11 um, by doing a... This one goes to 11. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, pretty hefty uh, amount of uh, cold brew in our uh, in our porter. Okay. And uh, with any luck, we'd turn it into a uh, once-a-year collaboration. Awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Did you make the cold brew yourself? I did, yeah. Okay. I can, uh, what I can beans go, you, go ahead. No, what beans did you like? How, did you roast them yourself or what? 
didn't make the uh, didn't roast the beans myself. I oh, did, uh, Jesus! Come on, uh, dude. What I kind can't of? I'm drinking this. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's not completely home brewed. Yeah. Wow. I'm so. Please insulted. tell me they're at least artisan roasted by a local uh, <laughs> craft coffee yeah. company. It, it is. It is Allegro uh, Mexico roast. Uh, okay. Medium roast. Yep. Uh, I did 18. Ended up with 18 fluid ounces for two and a half gallons of beer. Uh, eight ounces. I don't know if that's a lot or not. Eight ounces of beans in five, roughly five cups of water. So it's fairly concentrated. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Nicole, you want to start off on this beer, please? Uh, Thank you. Sure. Uh, let's see. Um, the additional nose I got was, was like a roasted green bell pepper and then quickly followed by like Hershey's chocolate syrup. I got a little touch of a like solventy uh, kind of nail polish remover aroma, then chocolate pudding. There was like a slight like chipotle pepper aroma, which was confusing, and then kind of a taster's choice, like just straight up like, hey, that's coffee. Uh, finishing coffee note, uh, not a lot of ester um, or phenols or anything like that. Um, uh, maybe a slight cherryish note, which could be coming from the coffee. Um, the appearance is this like very like cup of coffee, reddish brown. Um, the head formed just enormously, uh, very loamy, like lots of big bubbles in there, and then it retained very poorly, which you would expect for a beer that has fat in it, as a cold brew coffee beer would. Um, but the uh, excessive formation of head was kind of like a whoa, what's going on here? You know, and the nibs would do that too, right? Because there's well, the, it, the fat in the in the cocoa. As the bottle sat there, it, it also crept out. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, was... so so the fats wouldn't wouldn't help formation of head. The fats are gonna like make the head disappear. Quickly. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the fact that the head formed at all that intensely in the presence of fat, that's that was kind of like a whoa what's going on here oh, okay right. yeah right. Uh, and then it did continue to creep like we we poured you know a third of the bottle out and then we noticed as we were judging that it was like spilling over about to go on to the electronics here yeah, yeah. okay uh, don't tell justin that <laughs> he would not be happy um uh, then the, in the flavor, like you, I got that high, like a high acid character that you you do get from a beer that has coffee in it because coffee is really acidic. Um, but I was almost wondering if there was a little bit of lactic acid going on, um, low pH. Um, it was kind of skewing the overall flavor. Um, there's a really pleasant like chocolate pudding character, like you know, just like straight up like fudge sickle, mm-hmm. like like Jello pudding, dude. Get, get Bill Cosby in here, actually don't, because uh, <laughs> then I wouldn't be able to drink my drink anymore. Uh, I brewed this too, beer too soon. Not soon enough. <laughs> uh, clearly, uh, it's like thirty years not soon enough. Uh, yeah, uh, and then in the finish, there's like that charred jalapeno flavor that you can get from coffee that as it coffee flavor as it changes in beer it's not particularly pleasant and didn't really meld with the other flavors um but i'm kind of forgiving of it because it's like oh that's kind of what coffee does in beer you know yeah. like over time you get that it depends you know, on the on the roast level too i've I found in my level, in my uh, a lot of its age i think know. it has something to do with carbon dioxide and how it impacts uh finished coffee flavor yeah. carbon dioxide and coffee are not generally considered to be good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, freshly roasted coffee off gases a lot of carbon dioxide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to do more research into this. I've only heard things anecdotally about how you know CO two 
destroys or changes anyway uh, finished coffee flavor, (laughs) which is why, like, when you see coffee on tap, it's never CO2. No, it's nitro, yeah. This is, I mean, if CO2 and coffee, finished coffee were friends, like sparkling coffee would be a thing, and it's not. So mm-hmm. there, there's something to that. Um, part of that is that coffee is acidic and adding... adding acid, acid. Yeah, you're adding... Uh, when you're adding carbonation, you're adding carbonic acid, you're adding an extra bite. It's, you know, that's that, I think that's, that's the biggest part of it. Um, uh, mouthfeel um, is a medium body that has a very, very high carbonation, which I, I did not, to be honest, sorry guys, I didn't find that to be pleasant um, in the in the context of the coffee flavors and like the pudding flavors. I want it to be silky and uh, and fluffy and that high carbonation was just really abrupt and unsettling in, in, in terms of the overall arc of flavor. Um I thought it was an interesting beer with uh, really some clear malt flavors and some nice coffee flavors. Uh, I was wondering if there might be a slight contamination, uh, just judging by the the creep and the even beyond what I was expecting for the low pH from coffee. Like there was like a slight extra tartness there, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, that really really high carbonation. That high carbo, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I thought maybe there might be a little carbonation of some sort of like lactic acid bacteria of some kind, which makes sense because it covers everything in the, on the planet, <laughs> including those coffee beans that you made cold brew with. So high risk. Making beer with coffee is high risk. Um, and then uh, definitely the coffee flavor here wasn't super fresh. You know, it had that like that green roasted green pepper character that you get in the, 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 like taster's choice that you get from like some oxidized coffee. But um, we were talking a little bit before you guys came on and I got a little hint um, after I judged, but maybe that maybe it's not the freshest. So maybe that maybe that's part of that. Uh, it's really important to consider like uh, Nathan and I did a, a cold brewed coffee beer. This is a few years ago now, but we tasted it every day for, you know, the first uh, the first few weeks. And we just kept tracking how the flavor changed. And it was like every day it was a different freaking beer yeah. because the coffee flavors changed. Like we think beer flavors are pretty volatile. Like coffee flavors are super volatile and they don't stop changing in the presence of all of the things that are in beer. Like, you know, there's it's, it's interacting with everything and the, those coffee flavors change really fast. And coffee flavor though it all is gonna end in that like taster's choice realm you know it's gonna end up tasting mm-hmm. like you know like that's the flavor of oxidized coffee right yeah i may have started best espresso you ever had and it's like it's, well, yeah, yeah. Like any co- you leave your coffee pot sitting there and taste the same coffee pot yeah. every morning for seven mornings it's gonna be way different at yeah, the end yeah exactly <laughs> i like that point uh what did you uh what did you score ah oh <laughs> Come back to me on that. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of coffee did you use when you guys did your beer? Oh. Like what? Like roast many level? Many moons ago. Um, it would have been a medium roast, but if a medium yeah. roast five years ago is like uh, kind of a medium <laughs> dark roast now. So. Yeah. Because my theory on on just working with coffee for as many years as I have and doing beer stuff, the the light to medium roasts will give that green that green pepper. Oh, I just that agree. green thing. I, I probably, but like like theirs was a medium roast. Yours is a medium roast, and like talking, uh, we've had uh, how many coffee beers on the show on the session, and 
I can pick it out. It's almost like picking out a, a warm fermented lager now, where it's like, you didn't fucking, this is not a lager. Uh, it, it, for me, that's what it is. And so every time I'll ask, and they'll go, oh, it's like a, like a medium roast. Like for me, like, a, like, a, like an African bean, like a Sumatra on like a darker kind of roast is maybe medium dark. Uh, It's also the bean choice as well, too. Like, if you go, like, the Mexican coffees, they can have that. You get, like, the blueberry kind of thing. Um, But when you use them in the coffee, uh, the beer, it can, it can lend. And that's just what I've, what I've right. anecdotally again, but Maybe uh, it's the middle kind of middle bean kind of plant uh, matter in there. That's not getting roasted because it's roasting from the outside and mm-hmm. a more thoroughly roasted bean is going to be all the way through. And, and, um, I mean, it's, it's any, maybe. it's any, it's any ingredient. You just, you choose what, uh, uh, I don't know. Each one will have different different things. Uh, go ahead, Brian. I started um, 28. Nicole okay. is tabulated. <laughs> no, no worries. Okay. No worries. Confirmed by Brian. So yes, it's not a lie. She's not lying. And Price Waterhouse Coopers <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. Um, That's your last wise, name. Yeah. I'm one third of that company, man. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell you that. I just do this as a hobby. Because the S is plural for more than one Cooper. Yeah. Duh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Ritz cracker. I am plural. It's the the royal we. Um, aroma wise, it has a. Uh, I thought it was a, you know honestly the the coffee in it and the aroma to me was pretty pleasant. Mm-hmm. It has some kind of dark coffee character to it, and yeah. uh, it didn't instantly scream diner coffee to me. Um, it has a, a low smooth alcohol. It's not jumping out. It's not sharp. It's just nice. Okay, yeah. There's some alcohol here. It's not. Not solventy or, or or intense, light roast um, malt character. A slight, yeah, definitely a, a green peppery edge though, uh, to the to the uh, to the coffee. I guess aroma. Uh, the low bittersweet chocolate in there. Uh, low esters. I got cherry like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sweetness is you know it seems it doesn't seem like this is going to be a big sweet beer. It, it smells. There's a little sweetness there. Uh, no DMS, no no buttery. Uh, yeah, you know, again, a chocolatey malt coming through alongside the the chocolate. Uh, so yeah, no real big hops jumping out here. It's nice, as you know, you wouldn't want that clashing with everything else. Yeah. Um, appearance wise, it's a nice, rich, very clear, rich brown color uh, with kind of garnet mahogany highlights. Um, pours a very large light tan head, and it just yeah, it breaks down. I call it kind of like a a crackly head it just kind of crackles apart and like very unevenly fades and just very quickly dropped out it's like okay there's some yeah definitely oils in there or something so dropping that out and and the alcohol is not going to help either so but yeah uh flavor wise a pleasant pretty pleasant porter based style i thought with a chocolate faint roastiness a bit of uh cream like along with the 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 coffee malt like characters and the coffee it's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed like a pretty clean ale fermentation. Again, that light green peppery quality does come through. Um, cocoa is kind of semi-sweet chocolate in there. Uh, you know, not offensive at all. He sounded very sarcastic right there. No, it's <laughs> not no, offensive at all. all. It's fine. There's a little semi-sweet chocolate it. in there, and I like it's that. Okay. I wouldn't want it to be bit, you know, super yeah. sweet. Although the beer could stand to be a little sweeter. It's it's on the mm. drier side for the style. Uh, but um, yeah, a lot of the chocolate notes are are, are very um, <clears throat> uh, it's a multitude of, of, of chocolate notes, which I yeah. really do like. It, it's very deep um, in that kind of realm. It's That's, not just yeah. here's the cocoa. 
right. cocoa yeah. nibs or whatever. Yeah, sometimes you get one that's just over cocoa nibbed, and it's you know this doesn't seem like that that case. It balances yeah. with the malt. You can taste both. Um, the bitterness is you know low enough and out of the way. There's a lot of bitterness coming from the dark, dark malts too, but it's not intense there either. So the balance is overall it's pretty pretty good, and the alcohol is very smooth as well. Um, Mouthfeel wise, you know, it's medium bodied. Um, has a low smooth warmth, slightly creamy, but a, a little bit astringent. Um, possibly from the dark malts and or some of the, the chocolate or something in there, combining to just give a little bite. Uh, medium high carbonation. It was a bit much for the the big style, as Nicole said. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, overall impression. The base style seems good. Uh, it expresses nicely as an imperial porter. It doesn't taste like a Really like a stout or anything else, it just tastes like a big porter. Yeah. Uh, with with the declared ingredients, so that's good. Um, yeah, we, we want to avoid oxidation of the the coffee beer to kind of limit that. You know, the coffee to limit that kind of green apple thing. Uh, definitely dial back the CO two and let that smoothness. It might even seem a little sweeter if you have less of that CO two kind of pushing up the. Uh, True. The sharp, malty, um, roasty, and acidic flavors. Um, it would smooth it out a little bit, possibly. Uh, but, you know, if it finished drier, you could also work with that to kind of bring up the, the final gravity a little bit. So there's a little more sweetness there to play off everything else. Um, I don't know if what it was, if it was a, a bottling or an aging issue or what. But, um, yeah, you want to kind of, you know, just it's a pretty good beer. I, I thought overall I gave it a, a 30. It's a very good um, low end of very good for me, and just you know, um, so I understand it's a little bit aged. I would like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to taste it fresher. I'd be interested to hear your impressions of what it was like, you know, yeah, eight, ten months ago versus what it is now. How how has it progressed? <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> so yeah, thanks for sharing it though. Um, you guys want to just rattle off the recipe real fast and then kind of dig into some questions and yeah, sure. We'll be so done. this is a. This is a five-gallon recipe, uh, 71.6% Maris Otter, 10.6% uh, 10 Lebebon Munich, uh, 3.5% Pale Chocolate, 3.5% Crystal 60, 2.3% Crystal Wheat, 2.3% Chocolate Malt, 2.3% uh, Brown Malt, and 1.5% Aromatic. Okay. Seems like a pretty decent Imperial Porter recipe, huh? Yeah. There's a lot of malts there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was really trying to layer in the chocolate, like you were yeah. saying. So, do you think that's think it giving it that pudding-y kind of character? Do you think that might be coming from the coffee, or do you think that's a characteristic of both? I had, the I nibs, the, too, right? Oh, and the cacao, the cacao, yeah. cacao nibs. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, I recently had a, uh, an espresso that had this like really pervasive chocolate pudding character. Uh, so uh, I was wondering if it came from the coffee or do you think you built it in with the nibs and the malt? i got to be honest. I think it comes from the malt. Um, uh, from kind of speaking to your point, uh, when we first opened it, the coffee was far more prominent. Yeah. So um, I think it's died down a lot over time. Yeah. Um, so uh, to me, that that's all come from the. Now malt. the malts are shining through a little more. I like the, okay. you know the use of the pale chocolate is a good a good choice in there too. It gives some of that middle. I love pale chocolate, chocolate flavor. God damn, yeah. it's so good. That I might be I've where heard that... you say that for years, JP. Oh, <laughs> so good all year. You know, well, I'm, I'm glad I could. Uh, I'm glad I could influence your entire life. Um, I don't know. Uh, what, what about the nibs? How many? How many? Uh... Let's talk. Let's talk syrup, something yeah. I know. What? I, yeah. Oh so, yeah. The the syrup. That's right. Right. Wild card. So maybe that's where we're getting the cherry from. Uh, the fermentation hmm. definitely got 
away from us a little bit too. We okay. fermented a little hot. Uh, as far as the nibs go, it was the full pound of cacao nib syrup uh, and three cups of boiling water and cool that down at 90 degrees and then pitch that into our existing That's fermentation. That's weird. Is it, do they give like an equivalent of of like this is this would be four ounces of nibs or this is recommended for a five gallon batch Use yeah. the full pound you know like I, I called them up and they said use anywhere from half a pound to a pound okay you know and you said fuck it i got this whole <laughs> right. pound Go what do i care when am i gonna brew this type of beer again <laughs> right right I will, I will also say uh when we were pitching it uh we totally fucked up and poured about half of it on the table. So, <laughs> oh. so it's half a pound. We, we, were, we were somewhere in the half a pound to a pound okay. range. You know? that's, hey, man, as, that's as fair as enough. How, how, was it, how did it smell and how did it taste when you, when you used the, the syrup? Like when you like rehydrated, I guess, or reconstituted, it would probably yeah. be better. Yeah, it was just really thick. So, I mean, yeah. it's just like basically taking like a, if you had liquid malt extract in it and it... Uh, you know, settled to room temperature. Yeah. And right. so we had to kind of heat it back up basically to yeah. get it to move. <laughs> it smells just drip molasses into your beer, right? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, did it smell good? It, did you? I, I don't recall. Wow. What kind of homebrewers are you guys? I know. Jeez. Well, I this know. was a year ago, we right? Kind of drink while we brew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have added it at all. You have no idea. No clue. <laughs> no, okay. I remember. It's on his garage. <laughs> still a stain there. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. Cool. Sounds like it was a fun beer to make. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just a, a few questions. I mean, yeah. so recipe wise, would you would you kind of strip that down a bit or? Yeah. So one of the I mean, major issues here, I think, is that we're tasting a beer that's too old. Too old. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's hard to make any conclusive, like, here's what you should do. Sure. Because I think the major issues that we're dealing with is the beer, the beer is long in the tooth and that it might have developed a like minor level of contamination, which you would expect from a beer that has a foreign, you know, cold brew substance coming in, right? Uh, it's like no fault to you. Like, that's why beers like this have to be drank fresh, right? Um so yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, you got to think about. That's the main issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would always maybe just recommend simplifying a little bit. You know, what is that brown malt really doing for you? The two percent of brown malt? Can you just bump up the brown pale malt. chocolate a little bit? Why are homebrewers so excited about brown malt? No, yeah, because like, it was uh, new. I haven't oh, used it, it, but it yeah. oh, it's, yes. it's rustic. It's old. Are you guys hipsters? Is that what's going on? <laughs> like you don't look like no, total no, hipsters. I mean, like, out, yeah. are you like, well, this was the malt that they used in the eighteen hundreds, so yes. it must be better. We should use it too, just like my beard wax. <laughs> you, you quoted us exactly what we were. I don't love the the higher crystal malt, so, I, so you're I don't looking know. for an alternative that's a little bit more base malt. And like, Maybe, yeah. yeah, like I use brown malt because w- when we got it at Morbier years ago, it was like uh, it just added some, I don't want to say tartness, but for me, kind of like if you use too much, it was like a tartness, but it was this weird transition between crystal malt and like a, I thought like for body. And I mean, then I used it once and I was like, eh, I don't know. Maybe left it behind for a reason. Just saying. No. I mean, just, just like a. It was good know. enough for the working class in Britain in the 1800s. It's good enough for us. I think it, it depends on when it's used. I mean, uh, maybe it could it could have some of that tart mm-hmm. uh, because in brown malt, it, if you have too much, I, I think it, it can lend some of that. But So maybe you kill it. I don't know. Don't try I, the new bottle if you want. I mean, okay, so super, yeah, don't. 
don't get me wrong. Use brown malt. Experiment with brown malt. Have fun with brown malt. But, like, I just I, I just don't... What I'm saying is I don't understand why people are so, like, ooh, brown malt. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, like because we we're homebrewers and we just we see the thing and we go fun. let's try the thing. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just try it. We made malt that's like way better than that. <laughs> like that's well, why we stopped using yeah. it. True. Well, to that point, like, we should all just be drinking Budweiser, right? Well, anyway, fair. I mean, you take that <laughs> mentality too far, you get there. But yeah. you know, like that's just uh, Nicole's inspiring me to make a brown malt beer now. <laughs> brown malt, all and brown malt. malt. If you're gonna, if you're gonna bre- do brown malt, do brown malt. But like, yeah. I, I just object to like, ooh, let's put some brown malt in it. Because brown malt. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure, but I'm sure right. there was, uh, you know, yes. I mean, your point is taken. To have some logic behind every every grain. But I, I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think it's a terrible choice. I like the beer. Yeah, no, especially it, for being a year yeah. old. And, and, and other, I, I, it's the yeah. same bottle. It's the same beer, just a different bottle. Uh, a different bottle and a different cold brew. Different cold brew, right. Oh, so, it is a different cold brew. So uh, the smaller bottles is the cold brew that uh, Gabe used, and the bigger bottle was the cold brew I used, which was okay. a, a dark, light mix from um, up north in Grass Valley, mm-hmm. uh, kind of near Auburn, uh, Caroline's Coffee. It's a really different character. I'm so, getting less yeah. green apple in this one. Um, green, green pepper. Green pepper. And it's sweeter. There's a sweeter yeah. thing to it there's also. Like, there's a cinnamon-like characteristic. Mm-hmm. To to the coffee that no they don't they can't have it this is <laughs> That's interesting yeah. yeah it really is I I like this better and I'm I don't know what it has to do with either it's the the coffee or if there is a contamination which uh, there clearly was maybe that dried it out a little bit more yeah because this does have some more residual sweetness to it and it doesn't have that and for a year thinness that you got from the previous one that because of the yeah. lactic acid mm-hmm. that was present this and for a year old this 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 beer is rad yeah this is yeah. great for a year old yeah Thank were you. these bottled uh from a keg or were yeah they bottled so a long time ago? with the bottling uh we brewed this in november we bottled in february okay so it was already you know a couple months old and stored at room temperature or refrigerated or uh, all the bottles were refrigerated. Yeah. Um, I mean, my bottling was it's just the poor man's beer yeah. gun with the picnic tap yep. and the racket cane. That's what I do. Sometimes. It works. But Clearly. I was screwing around so, with the carbonation on this. For the nice things that we said about this beer, <laughs> excuse the, me. The coffee character is a slightly less interesting in some ways. Like it's hmm. not it, while it's not as oxidized, it's also like less prominent. Um, it, uh, it has it's less not, aroma. Yeah, it's of not the as coffee. much a part of the because the, the sweetness maybe is dialed up a bit more. No, just because it's no. different coffee, I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so, and that's the same amount of nibbing and everything. It's the same beer, just with different coffee. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did everything, yeah. and and then at in the end we split the batch in two, and that's when we went our separate ways on the cold brew. Yeah, <laughs> that's the fun of split batches too, because you can figure out Absolutely. hey, this really works, and okay, this well, okay. Not so much. Cool. Uh, quick question. Um, so the bell pepper like is it. an age. It's not something that you get from new coffee. I think. I mean, I think it could be both. I think to Nicole's point about you know the age can accentuate that. I've gotten green bell pepper from from uh, home brews and commercial beers that are you know two months old. Okay. And then that. So I, I, for me, I think it's, I think it's bean selection and roast level that can that can really accentuate that. It's an And then I think it's also, t- I, I, it could be that as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like coffee grounds that sit out get that green pepper character. You know, it's. Yeah, it's I, I find it like like it gets uh, like oxidized ground, ground for me are they get more sweet. 
which is weird. Um, but I mean, I, you know, I've also I've had you know commercial beers that that don't have that that are six months old. Yeah. So it just it, it's it, it's he, he definitely how you're doing it. Out is is like the one that I point to that like. It gets that green pepper, like roasted jalapeno flavor, mm-hmm. like to an extreme degree. Which one? The Hinochino Nest. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly a you know a, aging a, thing. Yeah, um, an oxidation thing, which for coffee beer can happen like two days after it leaves the brewery. You know, it's a. Mm. The coffee mm. is so fast. Maybe. So you just want to brew espresso and then pour it into your coffee as See, you're serving it? Honestly, that's what I prefer to do. Let's do that. <laughs> we figured out, like, I figured out that if you really want a stable coffee flavor, oh. yeah, that's Let's start a beer and espresso slightly, bar, Nicole. It'll be cool. a better way to do it. Just add the coffee at the time of serving. But, you know, we all want something we can just open up and drink nowadays. Mm. Thus, thus, people paying money for uh, canned vodka sodas. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Any more questions? Yeah, just one last one. Yes. Well, we had a question too. <laughs> uh, right, but we gotta. Yeah. We're up against it, so, so uh, okay. let's make it short. We uh, we just wanted to clarify. When did you add the cold brew? Um, we added the cold brew about a month after brewing. Mm-hmm. So we were past the fermentation. Pretty much done. Point, okay. And we added it. While kegging. Basically, at packaging. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. That's yeah. smart. You wouldn't want to add it earlier than that. Yeah, because no. if you add it no. earlier than that, then you have the yeast interacting no. with that, and yeast take up caffeine, and yeah, there's all kinds <laughs> of things that On the, just one quick question yeah. on the cherry note, uh-huh. is that, could that be from the syrup and adding that kind of at the very end of fermentation, or really kind of like a couple weeks into fermentation? Um, we but, let it get down to like 10... Uh, that cherry note could be coming from the coffee, to be honest. 1023? It could okay. also be coming from your Munich malt. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's too many Oxidized Munich it be malt, from. yeah. All right. So you got about 10.5% Munich in here, I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dried cherry One or the other. Munich malt. And then, like, a lot of Ethiopian coffees have intense, like, cherry flavors, winey flavors. So, yeah. it's. I think the second one had maybe less cherry in it, too. True. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun stuff, though. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us. You guys good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to do yeah, stuff now, too, right? We're going to do stuff. What do we do? Oh, yeah. We're going to give away a uh, grog tag. $40 gets you if we get to grogtag.com. Go there now and uh, use their new beta site, which you'll be prompted to do, and they'll save 25% on the grog tag, uh, whatever you're going to get. So uh, who's who's going to get the grog tag today, folks? Yeah. I think it, okay. We're deliberating right oh, now. Thir- what's okay? Fifty-eight. Uh, We're still deliberating right okay, now. I guess it goes to these guys, right? Hey, here we go. Yeah. All right, Gabe right and Ryan. Gabe and Ryan. Here we go. Thanks, guys. Nice work, everybody. Very close, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and until next month, which is uh, you know the Christmas holiday, which I'm very excited about. Um, we'll see you later. Cheers.